All right, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of the Breaking In Podcast. I've got two guests with me today. Why don't you uh, introduce yourself, Arvel, and tell us a little bit about what you do. I'm Arvel. I've been here for eight episodes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> directing a movie called Compton. Compton Antoine Wastari. And uh, today we have a special guest. This is my flight instructor, Donovan. And he's also uh, the lead pilot for the film. Fantastic. Donovan, tell us a little bit about uh, your background. Maybe, you know, the one-minute version from birth to, to now. All right, sure, sure. Yeah, my name's Donovan. I'm from Columbia, Maryland, near Baltimore. And I grew up in sort of an aviation family. My dad was an air traffic controller turned FAA manager uh, for 34 years. And he kind of suckered me into the business. Learned how to fly in high school through an Air Force cadet program called Civil Air Patrol. And went to Hampton University when I graduated high school. And they have an aviation program there. So studied aviation. Got all my civilian ratings. At the same time, I was in Navy ROTC, which led me eventually into the Navy. First flying, actually first aviation job was working on the ramp, signature flight support Baltimore, uh, loading bags, cleaning airplanes, draining lavatories, sort of uh, being on the very bottom of the aviation totem pole. And yep, first flying job was flight instructing, actually teaching some friends of mine from Hampton who've gone on and actually uh, work with me at a, a legacy airline here in the States. So yeah, I was, that was the first uh, gig was actually civilian flying. Went into the Navy, flew maritime patrol airplanes for the Navy, uh, was an instructor pilot and came to a fork in the road with my career. Could either do the airline thing or stay in the military. I had the opportunity, just long story, but I had the opportunity to join the Royal New Zealand Air Force and sort of instead of going down the airline track, I did the, the New Zealand Air Force. So I was a flight instructor and an air show pilot for them. And then came back to the States, flew for the Coast Guard, uh, both as a maritime patrol pilot and instructor pilot. And about a, just over a year ago, I got a job with a legacy airline. Uh, I'm actually based here in LAX, flying 757s. Definitely would call myself a little airplane pilot uh, at heart but uh, use the big airplane money to, yeah, yeah. To, to pay for the little airplane flying around here. So that's it in a <laughs> nutshell, I guess. No, that's beautiful, man. That was surfer, perfect. a longboard surfer. No, ah. But um, I'm more of a, definitely more of a pilot that surfs than a surfer that flies. So perfect. Yeah, that's hey, about it. Tell us a little bit about where we're shooting from. Oh, yeah, totally. We're in uh, my, my friend Wilbur's hangar. Uh, Wilbur's been a huge supporter for both Arvell and I. He's a yeah. very strong aviation enthusiast. His trade was aerospace engineering, but eventually got into some construction work here locally, bought some airplanes, and lets us fly it. So that's pretty much we're sitting in this hangar right now at the, the Torrance Airport. Beautiful. How'd you guys uh, come to meet? Harvell, like, maybe you can take us through that. Uh, so I met Donovan and Wilbur uh, at Compton Airport, and it was through making the trailer. So uh, my first trailer shoot at the air, actually at the airport, I met them through an, another mutual friend of ours and uh, we hit it off and they saw the trailer and liked it and um, decided they wanted to help. They're like, oh, dude, this guy's legit and I, I want to be a part of it. Yeah, yeah, well, I'll let him talk. <laughs> but I mean, I guess that's what they what they thought. And then um, so they dispensed really big supporters. 
That's awesome, man. Yeah. Like we talked about on the last uh, episode, it's all about people. It's all about people. If you don't have the right people in place, it's, it, it complicates everything. Yeah, I'm just humbled. I'm humbled by the generosity. I'm humbled by the friendship and just by the belief in the project and more so in me too. Um, just from this whole effort. Like these guys, they're my friends. We hang out and talk about airplanes. And, you know, we've done a few shoots, air to air shoots. Uh-huh. And just the amount of professionalism. And, you know, when it comes to safety, when it comes to to getting what we need in the air and getting home safely, you know, I couldn't ask for a better team. So I'm, I'm humbled that they'll come, that they come and, and help me out. So let's get back to the teacher here. Cause I'm curious about sure. how, how good is the student? Oh no, he's a natural. <laughs> and so what's funny is that we, we've thankfully, we both got an opportunity to fly some really cool airplanes and most of them are antiques. And one of them is an aerobatic uh, trainer, World War II trainer, that they use to uh, lead pilots into fighters. So uh, Wilbert uh, let you know basically made an introduction. I was able to fly a, f- a friend's antique airplane, an AT6 Texan, and that led us into flying some aerobatics. So first, first really aerobatic lesson. A lot of people, it's just not getting airsick. You know, people if. if if you land and the, and the student doesn't get airsick, then that's a huge win. Uh-huh. But Arvell just took to it instantly. And literally, straight and level, he's not bad at, but he's better at flying a loop than just flying straight and level. It, just, <laughs> it, was, it was pretty cool. And so right off the bat, I was saying, oh, you know, Arvell, you know, did you play sports, a musical instrument? I mean, what is, what's caused you to be so well you know good at this and I, I think he's just it's the passion and great hand-eye coordination but with, without a doubt he picked up the aerobatics the uh, loops and rolls and uh, wing over so fast that I was pretty impressed there's no doubt I think he would have made a great military pilot uh, had he gone that route but um, yeah tons of natural talent for sure and, be, and because you've been an instructor for so long have you seen like a correlation between uh, a student's background and, oh, and whether for, they're good or not? Oh, for sure. Anything from being able to dance to driving a manual transmission, playing a musical instrument, all of that sort of multitasking, hand-eye coordination, and that shows. And then, but nothing beats, nothing beats passion, nothing beats motivation, for sure. Even if you fly with a clumsy student who's willing to work really hard, uh, they, they'll make it through. Whereas somebody with a ton of natural talent who doesn't have a good work ethic, they, they won't make it. Got it. So anybody can really pick up flying. Oh, yeah? yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's not, okay, it's not for everybody, but it's for most people. And uh, the, the difference in, like, like, let's talk about civilian flight training, is if you've got the money you, and you're not picking up the, the training that fast, you just end up spending more money, and, and, and your training gets stretched out over time. I guess that's the biggest difference with military training. It's a short syllabus we only got so much time to train you and if you don't have that natural ability then we, we can't just uh, delay y- your entry into the fleet to go fly whatever airplane because you need special attention yeah so. how, how much does it cost to go say say myself never been up in an airplane nothing go from zero to i don't know comp- pilot, yeah sure. how do you get a license 
Oh, yep. There's there's a syllabus out there, and it's it's published by the Federal Aviation it's published by the Federal Aviation Administration, and uh, there's required aeronautical uh, knowledge proficiency areas as well as uh, task aerial task or maneuvers that you have to complete. So the number one thing for when it comes to uh, the, the price of somebody's flight training is actually availability. If you can only if you only have time to fly once a week, your training is going to get stretched out over a very long duration. It's going to cost you a lot more in the end. Whereas if you can save up a whole bunch of money and then dedicate time to uh, flying, then you'll pick things up a lot quicker. So it's it, and there's also cheaper flying out there. Uh, you know, by far my favorite form of flight is uh, in gliders or sailplanes, they're called. And um, I, that's actually can be a lot cheaper, as well as there's a huge like, um, stress on fundamentals when you're flying an airplane that doesn't have an engine. So not only is it cheaper, but you're getting a more quality education, in my opinion. So I every see. glider pilot's kind of part recruiter, though, so don't get me started on that. But um, no, it's, yeah, it, th to answer your question, there's, there's a huge range. It depends on what kind of school you're going to and how much time you're willing to donate uh, towards uh, pursuing whatever uh, you know, flight ticket or, or license that you're, you're trying to get. You ever try and give uh, Arvell a couple tips about, oh, we should shoot this way or take a, you know, this would be great for your trailer or do you just let him do his thing? Well, <laughs> two days ago, I had a text from uh, Donovan <laughs> and Donovan because he knew what we had shot a few weeks back. He's like, Arvell, why don't you change the, the trailer? The, the first trailer you did, add that shot. So if you go and you look at the trailer and you've seen it before in the past, it's a different ending now. And that's because of Donovan. Wow. So I haven't seen it? You haven't seen it. Oh my God, okay. <laughs> if you haven't watched it in the past day and a half, you haven't seen it. He's gotta either. get credits for this, man. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, the, the entire time I've been blown away. This is the first time I've actually seen any kind of production. And so I, I try to keep my opinions to myself and just let the master <laughs> here do it. But that, it just, I guess sometimes maybe having a fresh set of eyes right, might help right. a situation. But it's all, to me, this is extremely exciting because I've never seen the birth of a, a film before. So to watch it go from literally just handshakes in the parking lot at, at Compton Woodley Airport to seeing stuff online and to hear about the momentum that's being generated over this project, it's pretty cool to watch firsthand, no doubt. Fantastic. Wil Wilbur feels the same way. We couldn't get Wilbur on today, but maybe we'll talk to him a little bit in another episode. But he's, he's all about it, oh, yes? Oh, yeah, completely. And he... He's a really good behind the scenes kind of guy, and that's the way he likes to operate. So I guess we, we won't put him on blast too, <laughs> too high here. But uh, no, he's, he's, we've definitely got his support. It's uh, because of him, not only are we just able to sit in this hangar and, and do this, but we're able to get some of that aerial uh, footage as well. And um, just lucky breaks. I think it's been, I think it's the power of intention of actually what this film's about. And Arvell's intention isn't just to, to blow up and make it big and you know make a whole bunch of money but he's actually out there to inspire and i think when that's your power of intention you end up getting a lot of things come your way relatively easy not i mean not easy but things things kind of move your way whereas if you if you were a little bit more greedy 
then maybe the universe doesn't provide as much. Yeah. So, I mean, a great example is like Dave, Dave, uh, one of the, well, actually he was the pilot and owner of the uh, photo aircraft that we flew in formation. And, um, you know, for him to go, oh, this is my hobby. I just love to do aerial photography. That just kind of was thrown into our lap through, through Wilbur. And it was neat on that side, uh, the, the, the footage side, the aerial footage side, I've been able to see things come together. Now the behind the scenes stuff, the production, I'm not gonna say that's easy at all, especially when I saw Arvell's eyes go up like, dude, you don't know how hard this is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, at least here at the airport, it, you know, we're getting a lot of willing support for sure. Nice, I know I have another question for you. Um, so I take it you guys have both seen aviation movies okay. in the past. Yeah. So can you give me a little flavor of you know, what hits your heart or what's going through your mind when you see those things. The first one that comes to my mind is, you know, the Howard Hughes movie. Yeah, um, Aviator. Yeah, Aviator. I don't know, it came out maybe 10 years ago or something like that. But, um, yeah, just tell me, now that you guys have this whole experience, I mean, obviously you're a pi lifelong pilot in Arvell. You're doing a whole film on it. You know, what's your take on these things? Do you have a different eye for it? Um, there's two things that I look for in a movie the the biggest thing for me aside from the cinema of attraction element sorry i'm sounding like a film school dude now just to give you history back on in the early 1900s when filming was first invented people would just film people doing random stuff there's no there's no sound and there it was just about the spectacle the image so you'd have it's kind of like a you can think of it kind of like a freak show hmm. so they would film the midget or they would film <laughs> you know, a woman wearing, you know, a short skirt because, you know, that's a little risque back then. Mm -hmm. So that's the whole cinema of attraction. Today it would be like a, a, a special effects CGI type film. So there's that part of the film that all of us can acknowledge and I'm good on that too. So I think that's what your question is more geared toward because the other part of the movie that I, I uh, find myself drawn to is a character study. Mm -hmm. So the movie that I always come to, the most recent film is would have to be Flight, with Denzel Washington in it. Yeah, and it's not necessarily known as like a big flight movie. This is where where he was a drunk or an alcoholic. Yeah, or where he okay. was a drunk and alcohol alcoholic. And to me, that is the the one that comes to mind the quickest, just because of the character study of Denzel in that mm -hmm. film. He was a pilot. He was a, a a good guy, but a troubled guy. And just to see what Robert Zemeckis did with that character who just so happens to be a, a pilot and just so happens to be a badass pilot for inverting, what was that, a 737 or a seven, something like that, that he inverts and is able to land and all that. So it's not necessarily a, a spectacle movie, but it's one that is badass. Of course, I know what Donovan's going to say. He's going to say the right stuff. <laughs> That's a badass movie, you know, because it, it, it shows you what it's like to be a the pilot, the bravado, and then uh, Torah, Torah, Torah. Um, but I'm going to let Donovan talk because this is, you know, he has a lot. He's actually given me a lot of movies, a lot of homework mm. of films to watch. So I'm, I'm going to give it to him to take. There's some amazing classics out there. And so, yeah, Torah, 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 uh, Ballad Britain. The Great Santini, The Great Waldo Pepper. I mean, I can go down a long list, uh, Magnificent Men and Their Flying Machines. The thing that blows me away when I, when I look at these classics is that they were actually, the footage was shot air to air 
it was legit. There was some some cheesy effects, you know, for the you know the '60s and '70s when an airplane would you know catch on fire and some big flames. But outside of that, I I just it's hard to see someone replicate the wonder of flight using CGI. And and they've come close, but there's a natural movement. There's uh, like a fluidity to uh, you know actually man-made authentic flight. So. When you see it, when you see those old classics and they're just shot perfectly, that, I mean, and we saw it, you know, just trying to get a, a couple of airplanes flying relatively close to each other, just two airplanes. When you get a formation of bombers and fighters attacking them to get all of that put together so well, it's, I think it's powerful. It, it, it really does look good. So uh, storyline for sure, that's gotta be there, but there's some amazing scenes and um, that, that was cool actually because you know our friend Dave who we flew formation with that was actually his line of work was doing aerial photography photography so he's a pretty good expert when it comes to that but no kidding like the actual authentic flying scenes are and, and, and we haven't seen that in a few of the more recent uh, films I'm glad you brought up flight because it was the character itself that totally carried that movie and the flying scenes were kind of irrelevant but uh, you know you think hey who was the star in Top Gun well yeah it was Tom Cruise but the F-14 Tomcat you know was definitely right up there so if you're able to catch the mag you know the magic of flight on film and and in its pure form I think it's pretty powerful but you're getting me preaching so I'll pass the mic so, so when you see Top Gun like and you see the the cinematics or whatever. Does it translate? Does it? You mean do you in look terms at, of when you're flying an airplane? Do you get a sense of flying through watching a Tom Cruise? I'm film? just I'm just thinking of, of authenticity. You know, for you guys who have been in the air for, for so long, right? Um, when you see a film, you're like, yeah, they've captured it all right. So, so for the F-14 Tomcat and Top Gun. Well, I'm like, going to let Donovan talk because I haven't been in an F-14. I'm not a fighter pilot you've been at all. So close. Yeah, but so I'll, I'll say this. I mean, when you, those external shots, when, and you, you can't fake the mountains that they're flying through, and you can't, you can't fake the vapor trails that are coming off wingtips when airplanes are, are doing a strong acceleration turn. Um, like that is the stuff that's pure to me, and yes, it did. I mean, that movie alone suckered so many of us to join the Navy, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and be naval aviators. So, um, yeah, I think it can be powerful, and uh, it might not be anything cosmic or dynamic, like in, like air-to-air combat. It could just be the silhouette of an airplane framed perfectly with the sunset, and that's enough to inspire you. Mm-hmm. I mean, the old school airline commercials i mean that was the thing that really would jump off the screen as a, as a kid you know dreaming of being an airline pilot someday like you'd you'd see that united 747 perfectly framed and that, i mean when it comes to maneuvering and, and complexity of shot it might not be that cosmic but it's like perfect you know it just mm-hmm. represents flying so yeah i think movies such as you know top gun or the right stuff can can easily capture the purity and, and the magnificence of flight for sure I, I think for me, it was my entry into flight. I flew a glider when I was like 14 yes. that I had forgotten about till recently. I saw the, the photos and I was, you know, smiling a lot and wearing some really bad bleached jean overall <laughs> short 
fans. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but you know, it was the it, actually it was the drone because with the drone, you could you flying it and you're concentrating a lot. It's the same type of concentration you have to do when you're actually flying an aircraft because you don't want to crash it, you don't want it to hit anything else, blah blah blah. But then when you see the footage of that and you see because uh, the way I would fly drones, I would always do the uh, try to fly like an airplane <laughs> because I got it to practice flying for this film. Mm. So I would always do these long uh, sweeping shots with the drone and fly it like an airplane. When it's really a helicopter, you can hover it or a quadcopter, you can hover it and try to fly like a helicopter. But no, mine are always these long shots. And then when I saw the video footage from that, it's like I was in the, in the craft myself. Yeah, sure. And so that's when I really felt like what it was like to fly. After that, soon thereafter, is when I started my flying lessons because I wanted to get in the airplane and be in the, be in the, the quadcopter or the drone myself. Wow. Wow. So, so you think that might happen with a lot of people who own drones? I know it's happening with a lot of people because I've been they're teaching with the kids showing them the drone and seeing their eyes and then i'll hand them the remote and they can see the video that's coming off of it and that's their entry into flying wow and there's a lot of pilots that i know too who are around my same age and it was through rc flying is where they is where they got the bug because you're actually you feel like you're flying when you have the remote the drone just takes it a step further because you have a camera on it and you can actually have both experiences Wow. So I think it's important to, to So this has this has potential to have huge cultural influences and societal oh yeah, influences I, I for the for the next generation, you know, yeah, education, inspiring, know. motivation, uh, you yeah. know, cuz a lot of complaints are kids are, you know, playing too much video games or, you know, stuck on Snapchat or whatever and when you say something like that, it just gets my wheels turning like, wow, maybe the next generation will be completely inspired through through these things, which which really aren't, they aren't toys. You know, they're they're no. serious things. Yeah. Hey, I want to go back to when you said you flew a glider. Yeah. I'm just curious. Yeah. There's no prop. There's nothing. No. What 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 do you feel when you're in a glider? Because you don't. There aren't the vibrations of uh, of an engine. Like it must it was, be incredible. Like you're, like literally, you're gliding like an angel through. Yeah. Through a fluid that's the air. I just remember we uh, got towed up by a Cessna, and I don't know what altitude we're at, but at some point the Cessna just cut the rope, and then uh, you're this, you hear nothing. You hear nothing but the wind, and you have your little airstrip down there, and you just have fun. And uh, that's my 14-year-old recollection, but I'm going to give it to Donovan since he, this is his form of aviation he loves to do the most. Hi. So yeah, you're on tow, and you're behind a powered airplane. Uh, the, the glider pilot or instructor will uh, decide to release, and so actually the glider lets go from the tow rope, and then the tow rope follows the uh, tow plane off into space. And it, I kind of make it akin. The best analogy that I can think of is, hey, you're you're going out to sea in a sailboat. The motor's running and uh, you're under sail power somewhat, but you know, the, run, the, the motor's still going. So you cut the motor off and it's just that silence, but you can feel the power of the wind and it's very similar in a glider. Uh, usually you slow down a, a few knots or, or uh, miles an hour 
to get to a best glide speed, the wind noise dies and it's just, it's magical. So, you know, in order to stay airborne, you're going to have, there's some form of lift. Most of that most common is uh, hot air rising from the ground. So not only do gliders dig that, but birds dig it as well. So to, you know, to, to release from the tow plane, find a flock of buzzards or birds of prey, whatever, and join them. And, and you're going just a little bit faster than them, but they're not rushing out of your way. And you, you literally are, are using the same like mean, like median, you're like, it's as if you were a fish or you were swimming and you had gills. It's, that's what it reminded me of. Like I am using the same magic that's keeping these birds airborne. You're doing that in the glider. So yeah, it might be a little bit bumpy because you are looking for um, hot air that's rising. Um, the most magical, the most epic form of soaring is actually strong winds aloft that you know, hit, hit mountaintops mm-hmm. and form waves. And that laminar flow that's coming off a mountain wave will actually be smooth. And so I've, I've yet to experience it in a powered airplane, in the airliner, you, you see it a lot. But uh, so I haven't seen it in, in, in the glider yet. And once I do, I don't know, you're, you're probably gonna be trying to track me down. I'll be living on some glider port out in the middle of the mountains in the back of my car because it's that magical of an experience. So um, yeah, I, I would say that. It's sort of like cutting that motor on a boat, sail power, and it's just, it's you, the sky, it's amazing. What's the airspeed like? Oh, it's relatively slow for, you know, man flight. It's, it's um, so you'll see it somewhere around 45 knots, so about 50 some odd miles an hour. So relatively slow uh, when, it, when it comes to heavier than air uh, aircraft. But um, yeah, so it's, you're going somewhere around 50 miles an hour and kind of just like chilling out yeah, for sure. No, but it's incredible to stay afloat you know, at 50 miles an hour, it's, it's just the feet of mankind, and, uh, and honestly. You know, I, the, the amount of times I've, I've, you know, I'm starting to get low, I'm descending, I'm heading back towards the airport, and I see a flock of birds, and I hit the same lift source that's, you know, keeping them airborne, and I go from, you know, just above a thousand feet, you know, spiraling back up to the cloud base, or just wow. below the cloud base. Wow, really? And I mean, literally, you're climbing thousands of uh, wow. feet, for wow. sure and stay another hour in the air where uh, just, you know, only a little bit earlier before that, you thought, y'all, I'm gonna land and uh, that's the end of this flight. So, yeah, I think the only thing cooler than climbing, uh, you know, in a, in a form of lift is when you get some of those birds of prey, you find the lift first, the birds actually, they, they wow. join on you and you'll see them omnidirectional. They're coming from all, like, all points of the that's compass. Incredible. And, and they, and especially like, they're kind of aggressive, I mean, like an osprey or I've seen bald eagles in central Florida. And I mean, they got this scowl on their look like, Hey, what's this ugly big bird doing? Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they'll come check you out, you know, using kind of radius of turn advantage. They'll join on the inside of the turn and able to close the distance on you and, and get a good look at you. So it's, it's amazing. So they'll really approach like oh, 20 sure. feet off. Yeah, of yeah, you or something? yeah, totally. They're Incredible. curious. Incredible. Um, and so, you know, but, and, and that is my favorite form of flight, but in there, it's extremely inspirational, but, you know, anything is, whether it's a drone or, you know, spacecraft, whatever, I think these fly, like any flying machine has an ability to transport your dream somewhere completely out there. And so that's why I think this film is so cool that Arvell's working on, because if we can just, 
you know, bottle a little bit of that magic of soaring in the thermal with birds of prey or buzzards or, uh, you know, watching a, a jetliner, you know, fly over. But to actually say, hey, not only is this stuff cool and it's out there, but you can do it. I mean, and, and that's what I think so dope about this project, project, because at the end of the day, we are trying to inspire and, and train our replacements, get another generation of uh, sky-minded individuals to join aerospace, uh, to become pilots, or, or just kind of say, hey, there is a, there's a method to becoming a pilot or any career-oriented person. I'm gonna jump on this track and, and I'll follow. Yeah, I just want to add to that. I mean, we're we're all human. Humanity is, is has just been uh, a race that explores, a race that's always trying to see what what else is out there, and I think a lot of that is, is has become lost. And I, is, if there's anything we could do to, or anything I could do to push that forward to get people looking up into the sky totally. again, then it's something that I think is important because that's the next kind of frontier for us to discover is, is to look up into the sky and keep going. Uh, when Donovan and I were doing uh, the acrobatic, aerobatic training, one thing I noticed when we were in the loop was just how the moon was and, oh, yeah. and how it kind of gets dark <laughs> when your feet are on the horizon and it kind of gets dark because you're blocking out the sun. Yeah. And then you look up and then you kind of see the sky and it's dark and then you see the moon kind of going crazy, kind of moving fast in the sky. And then it just reminded me for that brief millisecond or however long it was, it just reminded me of like, dang, we're up here with the stars. Like we're up here in space. Like that's what it, that's what went through my mind. Um, so it just, it's just stuff like that is, is, is what I want to share. And, uh, and yeah, I'm excited about about that opportunity to do that and excited to have people here with with more experience than I do about flight to tell me these 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 stories and to share with me these experiences because I wouldn't have I wouldn't have had it otherwise I wouldn't have been doing uh riding AT6 uh doing uh loops in the AT6 really it's cool <laughs> really it blows me away still <laughs> so so I'm, I'm I'm fortunate and lucky to to have met to have met Donovan, to have met Wilbur, uh, to help me on this journey of, of sharing the flight. I had the I had the dream before, but having after met you guys, like I feel like my knowledge has grown a lot with with the aviation and with the studying other aviators too, and then with the movies that you suggested I watch, just with everything. So it, they've been a, a big asset to the project. It's been fun. No, that's yeah. incredible, man. Just listening to you guys talk has inspired me. I'm serious. It gave me flashbacks too, Arbel, uh, as to why I wanted to become a scientist. Why yeah. I went to school for physics, you know, is I was inspired by you know being a little kid and just looking up at the stars and yeah. saying, "What is all that? What's going on? Where do we come from?" You know, the, the yeah. grand mystery. Right. You know, and then you guys are taking me back. You're taking me back. Hey, I want to fly now. Yeah. Hey, you know, Donovan. What, what's the first thing I said when I walked into the hangar? You wanted to start a, a tech company. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, I just walked right into the hangar, and the first thing I see here is a, uh, an engine. Sure. Yeah, yep. an engine with heat, with heat sinks all over the place, and my mind just starts going into science mode, engineering mode, and I'm like, I'm ready to take on the world all yeah. over again. Yep. 
and we're back. We had a little glitch there in our system. The first <laughs> glitch ever in the Breaking In podcast. <laughs> but no, we're back here at the hangar, Arvel. Um, any other thoughts that, that come to mind? We're going to try and wrap it up here. Uh, well, we have to do a read and do a recap. Oh, yeah. So the progress, let me huh. think. So we had a, some interest from an actor. Um, uh, and we had a, a meeting with him. And he likes the script. I approached him to play, Martine and I approached him to play the character of Bill, which is the father in the film, Antoine's father in the film. And uh, he read the script, said, I like it, I'll do it. And then he said, hey, you know, what's going on with the progress? And he mentioned that he was going to share it with, uh, with Ava, Ava DuVernay. So we'll see if, if she likes it. And then she's a film, famous filmmaker from Compton, obviously, who made Selma. And uh, we'll see if um, there's any traction there. So, so that's this coming week. You're going to follow up or they're going to follow up? Yeah, they're going to follow up. I don't have, you know, her contact information. So I let him work it because he's working on another project with her. So we'll see what happens. Okay. More relationship building. More this relationship building. Yep. Got myself organized too. Uh, figured out that we had about eight people who the script went out to. We had two no's and six people that are still active, that still have it. I don't know if they've read it. It's pilot, pilot season is just now ending. So everybody's been busy making, shooting stuff for TV. So we'll see uh, what happens when, when all that dies down, they're able to take a look. So there's still six active. I still have about four or five people who I still have yet to contact. And so, yeah, just, just being organized, working the list and making the relationships and seeing what happens. Beautiful. I made a new relationship today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Donovan, take us home, baby. Take us home. Oh, no, it's been a pleasure. You know, what's cool is you know, giving you a little glimpse of kind of my world. But to see your world is it's amazing. So thanks for even having me along because it's again, it's just um, to see something start from the very beginning and go, oh, this is how it works and see the teamwork that goes into it and the vision and then how the whole production starts to you know kind of take form has been it's been neat for an outsider like me to watch so thanks for letting me into your world and uh, no doubt about it there's more flying to be had there's more aerial photography to be had uh, there's more there's more dreams to create and and people to inspire so i i want to say thank you for letting me in on this project because it's it's a huge opportunity for and it goes a long way and something that I kind of want to dedicate the rest of my career to, and that's passing the baton, you know, mm -hmm. uh, getting the folks to come in behind me. Uh, what a tragedy is when you see people, you know, kind of make it, and then um, we, we would say, raise the boarding ladder behind you, you know, and so I, to have, you know, this project to help me um, work with y'all to, to grab people behind us, maybe inspire them, not even just to be pilots, but just go like, hey, I got a dream, this is the direction it takes to get there. Here's the discipline. This is how it, you know, this is what it takes to stay on course, on glide path and, and, and achieve that dream. Because I gotta tell you, it's been in the last year that I'm, I've, I've achieved a lifelong dream of being an airline pilot. And it is so good. Like it's totally <laughs> worth working for. If you got an idea, if you got a dream, like it's completely worth working for. It's only getting better. And to be able to share it with awesome folks like you has just been even a better benefit for me, no doubt. Beautiful. Well, you've stolen the show. I don't know about yeah. you, Arvel, but 
No, this he's is the why star been, of this, this episode. This is why I've been this trying is, to get him on this for the is, past this is, this is gonna, two months. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get emails saying, hey, get you two clowns out of here. Hey, we just want him to do a solo. <laughs> All right, where can we find you, Arvell? I didn't even ask him where we can find Donovan. Yeah, Donovan, where can we find you on the internet? Oh, okay, yeah, you'll, Twitter, Instagram. Oh, what, definitely LinkedIn, yeah, for sure. Okay. And uh, you can find me out at LAX, <laughs> somewhere in that Terminal 7 or 8, and uh, out here at Torrance Airport. Come on out. You can find him in class, bravo. <laughs> okay, see, you, see him and just look up. And you see a plane, more than likely it's Donovan. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I'm at the same place, uh, website, Compton Takes Flight, ac3.com. And uh, thanks again for, for being with us this week, and we'll, we'll see you next time. Fantastic.